Welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are creators and artists, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and mother of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. Thank you for joining me. My guest today is Jade Thompson, aka the Crochet Mama. Jade is from Mount Gambier, South Australia, and a mum of two girls. Today we chat about how she identifies as a feminist stay-at-home mum, finding a doctor who will listen to your mental health concerns, and setting boundaries around your self-care and creative needs. This episode contains discussions and mentions of OCD, postnatal anxiety, abusive relationships and anxiety. Welcome, Jade. It's lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I follow you on Instagram, The Crochet Mama, which I think is a really cute name. Tell us about (laughs) what you do and how you got into it. I make little crocheted animals. I got into it probably about eight or nine years ago. My eldest didn't like sleeping ever. Um, So there was a lot of late nights up on Pinterest. I'm just trying to keep myself awake. And yeah, I came across these little animals. I thought, oh, they're cute. And then I sort of thought, oh, actually, my mum knows how to crochet. Maybe I can learn and do that. I like the, I like to make it different, you know, like I don't like this whole traditional, uh, you know, like the 70s type crochet and all that. Like I wanted something that was modern and fun and it just sort of, I just love making them and the obsession sort of grew to a point where my kids had too many toys and a few people said, you should sell these. And I'm like, I don't think people are going to want to buy them. Like, <laughs> but they did. And here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when you say that sort of crochet previous years, you'd sort of think of Nana's making doilies or, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So or like you see occasionally those um, crocheted pants and ties and you're like, Oh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely none of that happening at the crochet mark. No. No. <laughs> Tell us about your children. You mentioned um, your eldest that didn't sleep. Tell us about your kids. Yeah, I've got two girls. Uh, They are nine, about to turn 10 and four turning five at the end of the year. Yeah, they're both, they're great. I've been at home with them since I had my eldest, which has been, been really cool. Yeah, and they're both at school in kindy and gives me just a little bit of time to try and well, you know, get the house clean for a minute before they come home and trash it and <laughs> make my toys and <laughs> catch my breath for a minute. But yeah. You said that you started when your eldest was not sleeping. About that period, did you use it as sort of a way to cope or was it purely something to just entertain you looking at your phone while they were sleeping? I guess it was, oh, she just, she always had to be on me. 
So I'd get her to sleep, but I couldn't put her down because she'd wake up again. So I was just sort of sitting up trying not to move. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, initially when I started, it was just because I just wanted to make things for her. I had all these ideas of things that looked so cute and I thought she would love them. Yeah, it was for her, really. And then through doing it, I found that um, it helped me with, all my thoughts and calming things and I just really enjoyed it like it was always there for me to pick up it never changed it was always the same and I could just make these things and have a minute of just creating something I've always loved creating things like it's something I just love to do yeah. almost yeah before you got into crochet what other ways of creating were you doing well Ever since I was a little kid, actually, like I can remember back as far as when I was little, I was always into uh, just prettying things up, I guess. Like I would, my bedroom was like this highly decorated thing. I mean, obviously kids don't have money, so you make do, you make something, you, I would, um, I went through a stage, I remember when I was a little girl, I would cut out little pictures in magazines that I loved and stick them all over boxes and containers and use them to store my craft stuff in I would paint everything like um yeah and then what else did I do I've always loved drawing uh sketching a bit of painting um there was a time when I was uh, maybe a teenager uh yeah I sort of I've always had to create um and then when I was a teenager I ended up in a abusive relationship and that sort of I didn't create for such a long time there because um oh I guess oh, anytime I did something like that it was talked down onto so I sort of stopped doing that which yeah I'm not if I can't create them yeah I need to be able to create it makes me happy um and then after that, when I lived by myself for a while, I got back into painting a bit and just doing up my own place. That was just mine. Um, but I didn't really share with people because I thought that people would think that that was stupid or not like it. I was used to being not a positive thing. So and then it wasn't really until I got together with my husband and um, he just liked me for who I was, whether I was a giant nerd or <laughs> anything like that he just liked me um and his mum is like this person who she can quilt she can make clothes she can knit she can crochet she can paint she does everything and I would go to their house and there's just all this craft I was like oh, wow <laughs> you know like and then that sort of started me off again I got into scrapbooking for a little while and I, I do my wedding album and a bit more painting and sketching and yeah and then I ended up with I did sewing I bought a sewing machine and I made lots of things and made some clothes and baby stuff and yeah then it went into crochet and always need to be using my hands <laughs> kids enjoy seeing you do it oh yeah they love it they um always say what bit are you up to and can I see the face and they'll help me my eldest is really good with helping me pick out colors and sometimes like I'll be like I'll say to my husband 
oh, should I put this bit here or here? And he would look at me like, what are you asking me for? I'm useless at this stuff. Um, but my eldest, she's she's really, they both are really quite arty kids. Um, and they'll say, oh, no, mum, it should be like this. I'm like, okay, all right. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, my pattern books, they go through them because I make them some every year for birthdays and Christmas and stuff. And it's a big, exciting thing to get my pattern books down and to go through and pick them out. There's little um, like post-it note tabs in there saying, I want this one. This one's for my birthday. This one's for Christmas. And yeah, That's beautiful. So you've like created this tradition, I suppose. It's like when I was a kid, we'd look through the Women's Weekly cake book to each year to see yeah. what mum would make. It's like a similar thing to each yeah. year. Oh, <laughs> Pick <a> toy. <laughs> and you know it's actually going to turn out good whereas the cakes you're like oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah cakes stress me out I'm like oh my gosh it's never going to look like this what am I doing So really, you've created your whole life. It's almost like you needed to feel the confidence to share it with others, I suppose. I started posting it. I don't really do Facebook. It stresses me out, but I mainly go on Instagram. Um, so I would put up little things that I'd made on my private page and people say, oh, this is really cool. And I'm like, oh, thanks, but I'm sure you're just saying it to be nice, you know. <laughs> And then I had a few people say, oh, you should sell these. I'm like, no one's going to buy this. Like, you know, it's just what people say to people. Um, I was surprised that people like them as much as they do, you know, honesty. Like my mum used to always say I was like a highly sensitive person that sort of thing so I don't like creating and things like that has always been like making my space comfortable and like the OCD and all that and I guess how I just switches me off because I did find like my mental health like I was always not great when I was a kid um like the anxiety and the worries and all that but it did get better for a while um and then something I just remember when I was pregnant with my eldest something I could feel this (laughs) like this shift like something just wasn't right and I was just so anxious all the time I was terrified that something was wrong with the pregnancy um and I'd go to the doctors all the time I'd be like no no she's fine she's fine it's a textbook pregnancy I'm like there's something wrong there's something wrong um and my husband was sort of like and even my parents I think were starting to maybe wonder if there was something else happening um and then she I was terrified she would come early and no one would like the doctors didn't believe me and then she did she was prem um and that sort of set me off a bit afterwards especially with the no sleep and everything I was like well if I think there's something wrong with her and they say she's fine is she really you know um so that really freaked me out. And then that sort of started up, like the OCD got really bad then, constantly checking and stuff. And, yeah, it sort of never really went away. I sort of got, I lived with it really um, 
for a long time, just these things that I would do to try and make things easier, I guess, and the constant worry. And I would try and go to doctors about it and they'd say, oh, I'd always try and say, oh, you're not depressed. And I definitely wasn't depressed because I love my life and I was so hopeful and excited, but I just had this feeling that there was something horrible about to happen and I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I was sure it was going to happen. Um, so they'd say, oh, we'll put you in a group with um, postnatal depression. I was like, but I'm not mm-hmm. depressed. And it's only been in the last few years I've seen that they've, dis- they've discovered that as well as postnatal depression, there is postnatal anxiety and postnatal OCD. Um, I don't really, uh, the postnatal OCD, the symptoms that I've read of it are different to what I experience with my OCD, but definitely the postnatal anxiety I would say I definitely got um so then the all that with the anxiety about having another prem led to us having a five-year gap between our girls and I thought I'm going to do it properly this time you know I went and got hypnotized and all this other stuff and um yeah I was I was okay for a bit but I just went back to how I was um, and you just learn to live with it like you sort of think it's just always under the surface and it's always there and you're doing all these things and you're just so tired and exhausted Um, and it wasn't until really at the start of this year I don't know if I had like a breakdown of sorts or whatever but normally I have these anxious times where I find it hard to stop worrying about something and it might last a little while, but it goes away. But this was just full on for, oh, I went for six weeks or more. Like I was, I was hardly wanting to leave the house. I did school drop off and pick up and did the groceries. And that was enough to stress me out. Like I was not good. Um, so then I thought, I think I need more help. Like I've tried three psychologists. Um, yeah. And then when I spoke to my doctor, he was like, well, medication respond, uh, OCD is the one thing that actually responds amazingly to medication. Um, He said, we can actually almost cure it with medication and then you can come off it and it should, it can go. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it still took me three months or was it three months? Maybe two months of having the script and thinking, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, like Ross and Prince, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I finally did it and I wish I had some, a couple of friends who had been through a similar thing and they're like, it's okay. You can try it. Cause I was terrified. Uh, Cause I overthink. I thought something horrible was going to happen when I took these tablets. But, um, yeah, I actually, I started taking them and after all the side effects were off, I was like, oh, um, is this what it's like to be normal? Like, is this how people live their lives? Because um, even, and I thought back, all those times I thought I was okay, I was managing it. Like, I wasn't. I was so, yeah, my head was so busy. Mm. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go do this then. Okay. <laughs> There's no, um, hang on, let me think of every single scenario first. It's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I feel like a 
better mum and a better wife and I'm more relaxed so mm, you're free of yeah. all that that worry that was consuming you and yeah over your life yeah yeah OCD I still I mean a lot of the things that I have that I used to like what I call you rituals and things like that weren't so much rituals it was more like I was never someone like I have to do this x amount of times or things have to be done in this oh sometimes things do have to be done in order <laughs> Um, but not everything. Like it was all stuff that when I sat down and talked to my husband about it, even he didn't know. Like it was all stuff that was so like no one else would know unless I told them. And a lot of it was just obsessive thoughts like that you try and fix in your head and you just so want it. You're constantly thinking like and it is tiring. Mm. So I do need to have some... My doctor said that with some therapy while you're medicated, you can push past the OCD tendencies um, without it being as stressful. And then once you get past them, you can come off the meds. You mentioned with OCD, do you find then that constructing like and crocheting, is is that good for that to, to keep you focused? Yeah, um, it distracts me. It's Crochet has so many different stitches and so many things you can do. But when I make a toy, I use only one type of stitch. But there's increases and decreases and shaping that goes into it. So it's the same stitch over and over and over again with colour changes or patterns in it. And I just find that so calming like it's just repetitive it doesn't change it's just stays the same yep you know how it's going to go it's certain yeah. I think and probably reassuring and it gives you that space where you know everything's going to go probably the way you want it to go too you're in control of how it goes it's almost yeah. like a, a, a therapy I suppose I'll put that in inverted commas but yeah it's sort of a, a healing thing that you can you do for yourself really isn't yeah. It? yeah yeah and then it makes me feel good to make something too so it's a win-win when my eldest was about oh, 18 months or two years old I changed doctors because I just I, was, I didn't feel like I was being listened to and I started seeing a doctor that I'd seen once while I was pregnant with her. I had um, this day where my heart had just felt like it was going so fast out of my chest, like I, it, was, like it was so fast. And um, I happened to see a doctor that was on duty and he was so helpful. Like he actually sat and listened to me and it didn't make me feel like I was imagining things or anything. So I thought, oh, I wonder if I can get an appointment with him. I've been seeing that doctor ever since and he's absolutely brilliant. Just, yeah, um, listens, doesn't rush me. And, yeah, he's the one that's been patient with me and got me all the right help. So there are good doctors and, yeah, we do. Yeah, I found one that listens. <laughs> yeah, all good now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, back then, yeah, it was. It was just like, oh, you know, like especially with my daughter being prim I was like all these weird things like I got to a point where I was thinking about it so much I just because when you're having your first baby you want to read all the books and stuff 
I could not read any books. I was like, oh, that was what my anxiety was doing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, scary. What if that happens sort of thing? So I just stopped reading and doing anything. I just, yeah. And then I was sort of, I, enough, I did see enough to think there's something not right. And everyone's like, no, no, she, it's a good pregnancy. Like she's fine. I'm like, well, why don't I feel fine? Like it's just, yeah. How do you feel about this this concept of I put it in air quotes this mum guilt that sort of society throws around at us? Do you have any thoughts about that that topic? Uh, it's funny. Like I listened to your uh, podcast with Julie Denton, <laughs> and she explained it so beautifully. And I thought, oh, I should think like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am. I'm just the walking mum guilt. It's just. <laughs> I've always, oh, I've had, um, I've always been an anxious person, even as a kid, very anxious kid. Um, I mean, I overthink everything. So I'm always thinking, oh, did, did I do enough with them today? Did did they feel loved today? Did, you know, and it's just so, my, my husband will say, you're overthinking it again. It's, you know, you did a good job. It's fine. You know, and I'm always thinking that I'm falling short somewhere, but that's probably because, of me I think more than anything but yeah I'm always thinking that I must be doing something not quite right I'm getting better um but yeah it sounds like your husband's a good support then to to remind you that you are doing a great job <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he is he's yeah. he's like um he's the solid stable one and I'm just the overthinker and the emotional person <laughs> talking about identity that's something else I really like to go into with my guests about is it important for you to feel like you're not just someone's mum you're still Jade you're still the creator you're still you know you're still who you are even though you happen to have children to me being a mum is the best thing I have ever done it is just the biggest blessing and I'm all it's always in the back of my head they're only this little once like they're growing so fast and um it may not be everyone's cup of tea or how they want to do things but I have just loved being there and doing that I think oh, yeah I mean I'd have a hundred kids if I could <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> probably not a hundred actually that that would yeah no. maybe 99 <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe three or four but no <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love being a mum, um, but I guess I have liked just only just this last little bit, having my page and having that little bit of space where I make my toys and um, I guess no one on there asks me to, you know, make them tea or clean up their mess. Or <laughs> Mom, help me blow my nose. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I have like that and little things like um, my, page is, my page is going to be in a 
like an online Christmas magazine and I went and got photos taken for it and my makeup done and I have not done that uh, I got married 15 years ago and that was the last time I had proper photos taken and my makeup done like it was like who is this person but yeah I'm <laughs> interested to see where it goes it's like oh it's kind of it's fun having something that I've made and that I'm doing being a stay-at-home mum is something I have always wanted to be often people just assume like oh I just a stay-at-home mum like you know either got no drive or you know you're sitting at home eating biscuits and watching telly all day <laughs> which oh like as someone who has had like like I said I got my first job at 13 and I always worked full-time up until the pointy end of my pregnancy with my eldest um I physically couldn't but you know I've always worked and but I can tell you that being at home is hardest I have ever worked <laughs> it is unrelenting yeah it's, and it's it's an equal house like it's, it's not like I'm expected to put on lipstick and look nice for my husband and you know have a hot meal and a foot rub waiting for him when he gets home <laughs> that's not yeah. happening like I would say that I'm a feminist and all that sort of thing and you get the impression from some people that they think that but you can't be feminist you know you're at home you're like a housewife type thing but when it's your choice and it's what you want to do something that I've always wanted to do and I had always assumed that when I had kids this is what I wanted to do and my husband was happy for me to do what I was happy to do he would have supported me either way and we've been lucky that we've been able to do so so I mean I realized that some people it's not an option. I'm grateful that for me it is an option and to have that choice, to have not have it forced on you or I think that's a type of feminism too. Like, yeah, mm. um, it doesn't affect my girls. Like neither of them are like, oh, this is all we can achieve in our lives sort of thing. Neither of them are overly um, maternal kids. Like, you know how you have some little girls who just love their babies and their dollies? Neither of mine are like that. <laughs> they just, they will always told, like, you know, the world's your oyster. You can do what you want. doesn't matter. You know, I've instilled that in them. It's so important to me to instill that. Just because you're a girl doesn't mean anything. You are strong. You are fierce. If you want to do something, you can do it. Like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think, do they sort of take on my, a bit more of my personality because I'm home all the time like my husband's very sports orientated and really into fitness and stuff like that and they both love getting outside and playing stuff with him and all that but they're both super creative as well mm -hmm. like my eldest is I don't know where she gets it from but she's got this insane musical talent and <laughs> neither of us are musical but she just has this um and my youngest can draw like amazing drawing and yeah they just they'll do their own thing they're not just because I'm at home they're not me they're their own people and I think too like always being creative since I was little for me creativity has always been based around making like was always around doing up my bedroom and making this homely place um and I am a homebody and I think for me I just love being able to provide this 
home, you know, this cozy bit they can come to. Mum's here. It's just, I realize it's not for everyone, but I love that I can do that. When I found out I was pregnant with my youngest, I was making like a full-size blanket for my eldest. So I did that through pregnancy. Um, I don't handle being pregnant very well. So it was very slow. I was not, it was, I was not well. Um, and then I started making my youngest a blanket for when she was born. It did slow down a lot being pregnant um and then afterwards where you just sore and <laughs> exhausted and feeding all the time so it did slow down a bit it sort of probably picked up a bit again maybe when she was around one or a bit before she turned one when they can sort of sit next to you maybe or yeah <laughs> yeah your hands are a bit more free to do things yourself yeah. rather than yeah. the baby all the time yeah <laughs> Is it important to you that each of your your designs that you make that they're different that you're not making the same color um you know if someone orders something you make sure you don't do it in the same color as you've done something else yeah very yeah. important yeah i want every like because that's the when i think of handmade and all the time and effort that goes into it you're going to spend more than you would if you were buying something from a shopping town um, so I want to make sure that when you get that, that it is special and unique and, you know, you're the only person with that that's just yours. I have had a few people say, oh, can you make me this just like this? And I'm like, I can make you that animal, but we've got to change the colours. Next year, I'll have two kids at school. So that's where I'm sort of hoping to see where this goes, I guess. Obviously, there will still be days when they need mum and I'm not going to be able to do anything like every mum has. I've been trying to fight this anxiety and OCD for so long and I did just start some medication about three months ago, mm -hmm. um, which has helped me immensely just to be able to do things and yeah like there's been times where like before I wouldn't have gone and got photos done I wouldn't have um like when I first made my page I was never going to show my face on it <laughs> I was never going to do anything much it always just going to be this faceless page just with my creations but um I sort of made some friends on there like local people and they're like who are you 
who is this person? I'm like, oh, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of, it's been nice to sort of, yeah, meet some people through here and see what I can make, I guess. I just want to see, I've, I have plans to, oh, now I've been thinking about it, I have plans to make lots of my own patterns and sell patterns as well. So that that's another way that people don't have to wait for me to make something. People that can already make can do that. One day I'd love to write a pattern book, just have my own book, made it, make it like a storybook, you know, with these creatures and this story. And I've always wanted to write a book. So that's another thing I want to look into. And, yeah, I guess I'm just seeing where it goes. Yeah. yeah. So when I go places, say if I've got a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment, you know, something that the kids, you know, you're not just going to the shops or whatever, and I go kidless, the first question I always get asked is, oh, where are the kids? But my husband, he doesn't ever get asked, where are the kids? You know, <laughs> is it just because, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't realise I needed an audience for a pap smear, like... <laughs> And even if I bump into someone down the street, like I might have just nicked in after school drop, pick up or drop off or something to grab something from the shops. It's like, oh, you're kidless today. I'm like, well, they're at school. Sometimes I feel like saying, oh, they're home alone, but it's fine. I've left the TV on and the pantry's open, so they'll be right. <laughs> and like oh, with my anxiety and stuff, like things like that would really used to really upset me. I'd be like, oh, they must think I'm a terrible mum, you know, like mm. stuff like that. And now I'm just like, no, you know, they have another parent. They have a dad who's more than capable um, or, you know, if he's at work, my mother-in-law comes and helps out. Like it's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, I'm not going to leave my kids at home alone. <laughs> and that, that's important too. I think people who make those off-the-cuff comments that mean, they mean nothing to them, but they don't think about the impact that they have on other people, you know, like, mm that like you said that that sort of comments would have really heightened your anxiety and you know made you question yourself but some persons just flippantly made a remark and yeah I think it's important for people to realize that if you don't know what other people are going through I have started like because I'm not someone who um, like I said, I'm a homebody and I do actually genuinely love being around my family. Even when the kids are driving me crazy, I still don't want to be away from them <laughs> for too long. So I started doing things like, uh, it's, it was really hard at first, but sometimes just saying no, like, mum, mum, do this, do this, do this. I'll actually say, oh, no, I'm going to finish making this Christmas bubble now. And at first they're like, oh, but now I'm like, you know, mum can do other things too. She's not just the thing we go to when we're bored. And I started, um, I love baths. If I'm stressed or 
frustrated, just put me in water or near the beach and I'm all good. <laughs> so I've been sitting in the bath, like I get tea on early, I get the girls all ready while my husband cleans up the kitchen and then I go and sit in the bath with bath salt until it gets cold. <laughs> and I just sit in there, I'm like, it actually makes me, it's just a little bit of something that I do and I would never have done that before because I would have felt guilty that I wasn't being available and being all these things I'm like no actually I need to go and just sit in the bath till I turn into a prune and yeah <laughs> doing things like that so small steps but yeah have you always lived in that Gambia? I have yeah um so I was born, or I lived out of town. I went to OB Flat Primary School, which doesn't even exist anymore. And then um, my, uh, where we lived, way out at Caveton, which everyone goes, where? Um, I know where that is. <laughs> you know where that is? Well, that's where I lived. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the people live there. It's always just a tiny little group of houses. Um, so I lived there. That's where I grew up. Um, and the I was probably closer to Grant High, but the school bus for Allendale came to, sorry, I thought my daughter was trying to get in the room. Um, <laughs> the school bus came to the end of our street. So I went to Allendale and that's actually where I met my husband. Um, so we weren't together uh, until, oh, we've been friends for about five years and he'd been overseas and then we got together. But yeah, um, that's where I met him and yeah. So always local, but sort of out of town until I became an adult, really. Can you tell us about what you've got coming up? I know I saw on your Instagram page you're working on some Christmas decorations. I'm trying to get through them at the moment. So I've got uh, the Christmas decorations. Um, I, I want to make 12. I don't know why I had 12 in my head. Maybe I had the 12 days of Christmas or whatever song in my head. Um, but I'd hope to make 12 if I can. I have a lot of orders to get through. There's, one of them is going to be another one that I'm going to be designing myself, which I'm really excited about. I've got the magazine Christmas thing coming up too. Yeah, just orders. Like the other weekend, I had so many people message me for orders. I'm like, I've booked out till next year. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just like, I'm like oh, wow, okay. Um, I need to buy a diary. Because <laughs> I've just got this notepad in my phone. That's just, I'm like, okay, I think I need to do something a bit more proper here. But yeah. Thanks so much, Jade. It's been lovely chatting with you and all the best with your Christmas range and, and getting your um, book going. That'd be really exciting to hear about that in the future. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs>